coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. What? Just like that? Wow, it's just like bing, bing, bing. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. We're going to talk about all things martial arts. And all things. All things martial arts, because we are... Among other things, our common denominator is martial arts. And That's we're martial artists. Everybody out there, Father's Day is coming up, guys. And I was told by, by our business consultant not to, to use this in my, um, in, my, uh, in my marketing, Facebook marketing, etc. So I won't. But I'll say it right now. Okay? For all you fathers out there, most of you are husbands, and you should train. You should really train, because being a martial arts instructor, I just see so many people come in, and just I look at them, and I think, how the fuck have you survived all? Have you made it to manhood, and you throw a punch like that? It surprises me. It's like, if we lived in the fucking ocean, and, and somebody didn't know how to swim, I'd think... How have you survived in the ocean not being able to swim? But at least they're at swimming lessons, though. Yeah. We're in the... Exactly. <laughs> they are here. We're, we <laughs> are in the fucking land, and we have more people that take swimming lessons, no, which they'll never use, than they do martial arts, which they, they'll, they could use as an adult or a kid. You got lost in the analogy. Oh, shit. I'm saying, I'm saying they're here, right. and they're throwing a punch... At least they're here. Yeah, they I'm are saying here. in the ocean you can't swim. At least they're at swimming lessons. Here, they're at least they're at martial arts lessons. Okay, that's what I was saying. Anyway, that, okay. it, was, it was confusing. That was my fault. I'm confused. Anyway, at least they're here. They you're, are here. You're saying you're they seeing them throw a punch here. Right? I, yeah, they're here. Like I said, it's like when I talk to the parents, it's like they're more concerned with teaching their kid how to swim in case we become amphibious fucking creatures someday. Water world. And we get, yeah, we water get world. fucking enveloped by water. Global warming. They're more worried about that <laughs> than the, the five million plus kids that get bullied severely every year. So, and let me just tell you guys something. Let me tell you. You don't want to train your kids. You don't want your kids to be confident and, and bullyproof. That's you. That's on you. Okay? Shame on you, but that's on you. But if you don't train, guys... Okay, this this might this might not sound right, but if you don't train and you get the ass whooped, okay, you get your fucking ass kicked in front of your wife or your girlfriend, and you don't know how to fight, you like try to defend yourself, like you've never thrown a punch in your life, she will never ever look at you the same again. I'm not gonna say she's never gonna blow you the same, cause that would be a no no, and and he's asked me to kind of clean it up a little. So I'm not going to say that, but you will never, she'll never look at you the same again. She's going to go, who You get the I? same point across, see? You got the same point across. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. She won't look at you the same. She won't look at you the same, ever, ever. Like, if, even if you go out swinging and you, know, you, you throw down and you, like, put it all out there, hey, she's going to go, my hero, at least you tried. But if you go out like this, she's going to go, what the fuck, who did I... 
Why did I hook up with her? She might as well have been a lesbian and be with another woman. This is, does bring up an interesting thing. Someone I work with, is uh, his wife signed him up for jujitsu. <laughs> she signed him up. And it's like, you're going with the kids. The kids are training. You need to go too. So That's good. And then she took charge. That's she a, sent him off to go train. That, that's good. So what she's saying is, what she's basically telling him is, you're a fucking bitch. Go be a man. Okay? So, I, I'm just saying, guys. It's Thank, Father's Day. Thanks for the com- translation. Father's Day is coming up. And I'm just saying, there's nothing better in life than being confident. There's nothing better. I've been broke. I have been broke. Never really been sick, so I can't go there. I've been broke. I've been... I don't know. I've been broke. been alone. I've been alone. But nothing, nothing... Nothing, and I've been confident, un- inconfident, unconfident, unconfident. How do you say not confident? Not confident. Can you say unconfident? I <laughs> know. Okay. So I've been confidenceless. I've been less than confident. But no matter what, all the money in the world, I've had a lot of money. I've had no money. Nothing is better than being confident. No better feeling walking down the street, looking in the mirror, getting ready for your day, walking into a restaurant, working, walking into a bar, walking into a group of people. There's no better feeling than being confident. And you can't be confident, truly confident. That's a false sense of security if you are confident, but you can't fight. So learning how to defend yourself and your loved ones, it should be your Father's Day dream. Father's Day. Back Father's, around to Father's Day. Yeah, it's coming, coming up. up. Coming up. All right, what, what did we have going on? There were some UFC fights from Stockholm. Yeah. And there was a head kick. There was a head kick. And the, did you see this? Yeah, I've been t- I was talking about head kicks. The day before this fight, I put up my post on Instagram. It was a recycled one. But it was something I say all the time. If you think head kicks, which they've said before. I've told people. I, I hear people like saying... Oh, yeah, in, in a street situation, I'll never kick above the waist. Why? Why? So you, while you're kicking someone's leg, they could be knocking you the fuck out. <coughs> or you're kicking someone's body, they'll grab your kick and fucking throw you to the ground. Head kicks are, are very street fight, uh, they're street fight friendly. But the reason most people say, oh, I'll never throw a head kick in the street, because you're not flexible enough to land one. Get your flexibility up, get your confidence in your head kicks up, and it can be one of the most effective strikes in the street. And especially if they don't see it coming. Because if you watch the replay of this fight in slow motion, he does not see it coming. This was the Jimmy Manawa uh, light heavyweight fight against Rakic. Yeah. Rakic? Rakic, something. I think he's from Austria or something. It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. The worst knockout. In the history of the UFC, I'm going to say, was the guy that's fighting next week. Uh, uh, Who's fighting? Marais is fighting. Yeah, Murray. Murray. Marais. Yeah, when he Marlon. fought, wasn't it was Sterling he fought or something, I think? I think he fought that Sterling guy, and he was out for like five minutes. That was one of the, I think that was the most brutal knockout I've seen. Well, Jimmy Manawa took that hit clean shin right to his head, and he got knocked out on his feet. He fell over and then hit his head again. In the street, that would be horrible, but he hit his head on the, on the canvas mat. on his mat, but his head bounced off the mat, and he was out 
And they came back from commercial. He was still out, I think, and they didn't show him. But then they they said he finally did get up. And and I want to give props to uh, to uh, Rasic, uh, Ray, wait Renich Renich whatever, for <laughs> he I thought he was very disrespectful to uh, Jim Manoa because he was making signs and 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 he wasn't being respectful. When you knock your opponent out, I feel you should show respect and wait till your opponent. Show that he's okay before you celebrate. Now, with that said, I, I realize that adrenaline goes crazy when you knock someone out. And I, 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 uh, I know that very well. So he did, during his post-fight uh, uh, interview, he did apologize for inappropriate celebration before Manawa was deemed okay. And he apologized for that. And I give him kudos for that. But that was a brutal knockout. And head kick knockouts, guys... They can happen in the street just like that. And when people say, respond to my post, like, oh, God, in the bar? Why would you want to kick someone, head kick in the bar? You don't get into street fights in the bar, silly. You get into drunken fucking brawls that you ask for just as much as the other guy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when someone attacks you unprovoked while you're not drunk. While you're not drunk on the street. Then... That's when I'm talking about a street situation, street defense situation. If you're in a bar and you're drunk, that's not a street situation. That's not self-defense. That's a fucking drunken brawl. So this wasn't a retreating head kick either in a defense. It, he was attacking, and he got he distracted Jimmy Manawa, and that kick came up so fast... He didn't even react to it. He just got kicked right in the head. I mean, yeah. he didn't try to block it. He just uh, was kind of a wide open kick. It was ugly. It was ugly. It was kind of a blitz into a... It was an uppercut, and he was coming around the left, but then his kick came up first. Yeah, it was... Uh, if you it go blew. back and watch that in slow motion, that it wasn't just a kick. It was this yeah. blitz into a kick, which got... Which distracted him, and it was... Uh, it was brutal. That was a brutal knockout. It was, uh, it was hopefully brutal. he's okay after that. I think he was. I think he was. I think he was. See, the left came up. Yeah, yeah but that he didn't try to block no, the kick. No, no. So he was coming in with the uppercut, then the left he came in. He was flying around the ring but after. He <laughs> right uppercut, fake, fake left hook, and then the left came. And then he, you know, I think it is the adrenaline. Oh. He wins. He knocks the guy out. He doesn't realize how much he's hurt. And then he came back and apologized. I thought it was fine. Um yeah. He apologized to the fans, and the fans got behind him. I, yeah, I, I think I think that showed a lot of class. And he fought a guy from Sweden, so he got booed, and they were silent, and he kind of mocked the fans a little. And you know the adrenaline when you knock someone out, it's like when you fucking hit a home run or or you get a fucking three pointer or whatever. It's not. It's much more than that, actually. <clears throat> it means a lot more than either one of those two things. It's because the game. It, it ends it's it. the game winning three pointer right. at the it buzzer. Right. Yeah, it's, it's not just a shot in no. the game. Or it's a grand slam when you're three under. You know, yeah, in the last, in the last inning. inning. Yeah. So that's what it means. Or it's like a hole in one or some shit. But but he, he did show respect and he's a he's he's an a fucking up and comer. So that was great. Speaking of up and comers, uh Anthony Smith uh choked out uh uh, Gustafson, right? Alexander Gustafson. They both were coming off losses to John Jones. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting, good. It was a good matchup. Yeah, yeah, it was, and and uh, it was an okay fight. It kind of went back and forth. 
Um, it was good, not great. Um, I think they, they nullified each other's styles a lot. And their, their game plans kind of nullified each other's styles a lot. But then Gustafsson got caught. He, I mean, it looked, it looked like he was on his way down. It looked like he was starting to fade a little. It was in the fourth round, I think, right? Yeah, fourth round. And then he, uh, he, uh, he got choked out. He, he tried to take down uh, Jones, right? And it, was, it wasn't a very powerful takedown. He got reversed. He got a wizard and tried to work with that. But then he ended up on, it, on his uh, back. Then he ended up giving up his back. And he got choked out. And then kind of weird, unexpected. He retired. Like, he put his gloves in the mat, and he retired after the fight. I don't, I don't know why. It's not like he got – he hasn't lost 10 in a row. I don't know what his exact record is, but if he's, like, in the top five in the world – He was ranked number two going yeah, into this so fight. Yeah, that, so that doesn't seem like the time to retire, but maybe he has his reasons, and, and nobody can get inside his heart. Nobody can get inside his head. Um, a lot of people don't retire when they should have. I'd rather him retire a little too early – no, you know what? I, I take that back. I'd rather retire a little too late than too early. As long as I don't get, like, really physically hurt. I would rather go a little too long than go a little too short. That's what she said. So, at least, if, <laughs> as long as you're not getting knocked. <laughs> you get it? I missed it. Look, you're finishing your own jokes now. <laughs> a little too long. I'd rather go a little too short. No, I'd rather go a little too long than a little too short. That's what she said. Yeah, you got to do your own. That's what she said. Like Michael Scott. Story of my life. Anyway, I have to do it myself. He had the, so Anthony Smith had the opposite celebration. He really didn't celebrate no. after he won. He was very subdued. He was very, very subdued. cerebral and respectful. As soon as he choked him out, he showed he showed respect to his fallen uh, opponent. He tapped. He didn't really choke him out, right? No. No, no, Did yeah. he tap? Yeah, he tapped. He tapped. Him. But but he tapped out, whatever. He knocked him he's out, not, tapped him out. Not hurt. But he turned to him immediately and showed him the respect of a fallen uh, opponent. Nothing but fucking respect. I love Anthony Smith. I love Alexander Gustafsson. Not as much as I love Alexander uh, Anthony Smith, but, but Anthony Smith showed so much class. Um, he showed so much respect. He should so much come from behind competitiveness, right? And he showed uh, unbelievable conditioning. Great camp. That's the fastest up-and-coming camp out there, guys. Factory X. Yeah, Mark Montoya there in Stockholm. Yeah, so, bing. That was, so it was good. Um, so so that, was, that was our fights this week. And, 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 and let's, let's go over two right now. Um, Let's talk about Daniel Cormier and, and uh, Anthony Ruiz. What do they have in common? Okay, or, and let's throw Max Holloway in there too. I'll throw him in there too. And if any of you guys are a little older like I am, and you remember boxing in the 70s, you remember Carlos Zarate, and that's karate with a Z. He was five foot nine, 118 pounds, and the hardest-hitting bantamweight boxer probably of all times. He had like 30-some knockouts out of like 30-some wins. Almost every one of his wins was a knockout, but he was built like he was just came out of a, a concentration camp. 
you could see his ribs. His arms were like so skinny. But he knocked everybody out. Okay. Daniel Cormier. Great athlete. Olympic level athlete. But he didn't have an athletic build. He was very athletic, but he doesn't have an athletic build to look at. Okay. Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson had his gut actually hung over, hangs over his shorts. But he knocks the fuck out of everyone. People don't just go in and get him and say, hey, there's the fat guy. People run from him. Tall, muscular people. Tall, muscular people that looks like they should be able to just knock him out. They run from him and try to outpoint him because he hits so fucking hard. Okay? And that's what this Anthony Rue is who just knocked out uh, uh, Joshua. What's his first name? Anthony Joshua? I think it's Anthony Joshua. Um, just knocked him out. And here's, here's the message to you guys out there, martial arts guys, self-defense. Um, you can never judge a book by its cover. You can never tell if your opponent or attacker is powerful and skilled and able to fucking hurt you. Like if you looked at uh, if you looked at Anthony Ruiz, you probably and he he looked you know he was gonna attack you on the street. You probably look at him and go, "Eh, I think I could take him." And then he would knock you unconscious. You look at someone like Roy, Big Country, right? And you look at him and you go, "Oh, that guy's gut. Ah, I'll take him on. He'll knock you. He'll kill you with one punch." So never judge a book by its color cover. Okay. Never judge a book by its cover. If, 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 you know, it, you, you have to assume everybody has power. You have to assume everybody can take you down if they want to. You have to assume everybody has a weapon. You have to prepare for the worst, pray for the best. And this fight was a perfect, perfect example of that. Everybody thought, oh, the big, the big muscular guy is going to go out there and knock out the little short, chubby guy. And the chubby guy knocked his ass out. He knocked him down like four times. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just saw the highlights from that fight, but don't underestimate your opponent. Never underestimate. One of the worst beatings I ever got was by this little blonde-haired guy with long hair, and he had his gut was kind of hanging over his shorts. He wasn't like out like Roy Nelson, but it was like hanging over his shorts. He was he had a very soft physique. And I was used to fighting bigger, more muscular guys. So I was like, seriously? I gotta fight this guy? I'm like number one in the world. Why'd you set me up with this guy? Beat the shit out of me. He actually beat the shit out of me. And and I couldn't get a rematch with him because he was a little overweight. So he like dropped like two or three weight classes. So I never got a chance for a rematch. But my point is, I misjudged him. I was like in the dressing room, like I was throwing like, like hook kicks and thinking and thinking I was gonna do some crazy shit when I got out there. I was like, why would they set me up with this guy? This is an embarrassment. As soon as the bell rang, he beat the shit out of me. You can never judge a book by its cover. You can never judge an attacker's dangerousness by the way they look. Always assume that they're able to hurt you. And prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. Pray for the best. Uh, prepare for the worst. That's good advice. What about in surgery? Would you do that? I think the only time you can't underestimate, you know, don't judge a book by its cover in my field is 
I don't know. It seems like the guys with the more tattoos that come in are more afraid to get an injection. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I don't know. Does that hold true for I, you? I haven't gotten a test. Uh, I haven't gotten a, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it? The, the test, not a, the shot. Yeah. What's the one you like always a, get? What, tetanus. Oh, tetanus. Shot. I haven't gotten a tetanus shot since I was a kid because I always refuse it. And I always tell them, I always say, oh, yeah, I just got one last week. Or I just make up some shit because it hurts. And the only reason I don't get it is because it hurts too much. Tattoos don't hurt me. Blood draws don't hurt me. IVs don't hurt me. An interim, uh, I am shot. I am, I am not going to get one. When I needed a three I am shots for, uh, because I had a really bad uh, nose break and it got infected, cellulitis and shit. So they wanted to give me, come into the ER three different days to get an I am. An intra intramuscular shot. I was like, no, I'll get three boluses IVs. So I had to go in and get three IVs with a bag of uh, antibiotics because I refuse to take a IM shot. I don't mind tattoos. They don't really hurt. Well, actually, they do now. The older you get, the lower your tolerance to pain. I actually cried during this tattoo, like physically cried. It hurt so much. I'm not proud of that, you're, but it's... Well, you're proving my point. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but the guys that come in with more tattoos, they don't want an injection. But like a cortisone shot or something else, they're afraid of it. That shit hurts. I will get one <laughs> if you give me a fucking shot of lidocaine first. But let me ask you this. Okay, then all these women, they have all these kids and they say it's they're, the most they're pain, tough. And they say it's the most painful thing in the world. But when they come in the ER for the littlest thing, no. they're like, oh, da, da, da. No, oh, no, no. That's not yes. true at all. Yeah, no, my God. I've seen. The worst, the wimpiest patients in the world, to me, have been women. The toughest... No, not the, even true. The toughest in the world that I've seen are, I would say, uh, I would say, this is so racist, but I would say, um, I would say like young men, Mexican men. I've seen them come in with like fucking bullet wounds and shit, and they're like, go sew it up, yeah, I'll be fine. Or they're like, they need a fucking... You know, they need a chest tube and shit. They go, stick it in. I go, well, we got to numb it. No, no, just stick the fucking thing in. Go ahead. And they just laugh during the whole thing. But then women, well, yeah, we've had nine kids. It hurts more than anything. And you got to give them a little IV in there. Like, ah! Oh, no, So I don't, I don't agree. Totally not true. Totally not true. <laughs> because you're exact an ortho opposite. guy. Well, that's what I treat. Broken bones, everything. All day long. Knee injuries, shoulder injuries. Women are way tougher. No way. Way tougher. Maybe Heather. I don't know. Heather. Remember, remember I had to soap your finger? Yeah. I'm not saying I personally. I'm saying I'm saying men overall. But but I me personally, I'm the first to admit my tolerance to pain has always been very, very low. People say, How'd you have so many fights? I don't know. It must not have hurt or something, but I have never I have always had since I was a kid, I'd be crying at shots. I don't know. I think women are definitely tougher. In my experience, dealing with broken broken bones, knee replacements, shoulder surgery, um, I don't know. Different experience. Yeah, I guess. That was so. your experience in the ER. Yeah, in the ER. Maybe it's maybe it's the demographics. Maybe it's uh, the demographics of the people we had. But maybe I don't know. So we got next fight coming up. Is that next week? I think there's another UFC or another uh, pay per view. Oh really? Next weekend. Okay. So it's UFC. Uh, 
238. 238 at Cejudo versus uh, Moraes. That would be good. And look at this and one. Valentina. How's that the third fight on the card? What? Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone. Why is that not the fucking <laughs> main event? Shit. Why, yeah, why is that the main event? That's lame. That's, that's going to be a good fight. Yeah, so I hope that's a good fight. And so is Jimmy Rivera against, uh, against Jan. Jan. Holy shit. Tie to Avasa. Oh, that's the guy that drinks beer out of his... Out of his uh, shoe. Oh, my God. I think the prelims had some fights, too. Let me see what? if I can find the prelims. That's a card. crazy card right there. Man. Yeah, Aljermaine Sterling's fighting on the what? prelims. Ricardo Lamas is fighting on the prelims. This is craziness. Yeah, the prelims will be good. Just tune in for the prelims. And then if you, uh, you stick around, their main event's got a couple, uh, or the main card's got a couple fights. I am, I am hanging out for that one. So... So that's that's this weekend. All right, we'll be we'll be back next Monday for our great podcast. Make sure you tell your friends, guys. And I put this on my uh, on my Instagram story. I'm going to do this one again. I'll do the other one too. Did it get any more hits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put it on your Instagram story. Hey, got some more hits? Yeah. Okay. All right, brother. I'll see you. All right. Till next week, John.